that's you. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're supposed to be walking up on this point, but we haven't gotten good enough to have someone else press the button yet. So, hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome to you, Walking to McWender King's live winter show. Indeed, this is a thing that we do live in front of people. Now, before we get started, if I could get people to do like one really good clap and cheer, so that way later on, if I need just a little bit of support when I'm editing this. So before you dislike us, if I just get a really confident like clap, cheer, somebody wooing, not too many people, because they'll know that I cut this part out. <laughs> right now. And now we don't have to be funny for the rest of the show. Cool. <laughs> Just plug that at every point. <laughs> we got to laugh, too. We're golden. All right. Welcome again, everybody, to Walking to McWender Kings Live. Uh, we always like to kind of scan the room. Who here knows what McWender Kings is or has heard of it somewhere? Ooh. About half. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, for those of you that don't, McWender Kings has been compared to the Twilight Zone, Welcome to Night Vale, and the Adventure Zone. We may or may not have paid people to call us those things, but all you need to know is it is a supernatural fast food restaurant that sometimes does or does not exist. Jonathan, your goal as always is to walk in, make a purchase of your food, eat that food, and walk out. A simple process that usually takes about an hour. Yeah, do you call it? And sometimes I don't live. That's happened a couple times. You can check us out pretty much anywhere that any media exists. We're on that. So YouTube, Spotify, Tumblr, Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. You've got that card or that QR code on the screen if you're watching this after the fact. And you can check us out on any of those links after scanning it with your recording device. Episode 10 is out now. Episode 10, and spoiler alert, next week will be the season one finale. So if you're thinking, I want to jump in on this, but I don't want to get caught up in a grand adventure. I don't know why you'd be thinking that specific thought. But you can do that now, because now's a good stopping point. Yeah, yeah. All right, without further ado, we've got the map for all of our people here. We've got the map on screen for anyone that needs it. Jonathan, are you ready to play today's episode? Indeed I am. All right. Hi, people. Come on in. Have a yeah. seat. Enjoy We're calling our podcast. You out. <laughs> Join the party. That limited seats up front thing is a wonderful tool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Jonathan, you walk into a McWender Kings. The tables and chairs. Yeah. <laughs> Good start. The tables and chairs are aligned haphazardly. Evidence of the day's lunch rush, which you assume has totally passed, and had this live show been scheduled for later in the day, you probably would have seen it. As you scan the restaurant for other clues of the situation that awaits you, you see no line at the counter and, oh wow. On your right, specifically at C11, you're going to see in the, blocking the extended dining area, a large swirling red portal which brings to mind a newly mixed cup of coffee as energy moves throughout it. Not sure why you didn't notice that first, but uh, I wrote this narration. Okay. What would you like to do? Uh, you make a compelling argument to go into the swirling portal. You walk toward the swirling portal. You see the swirling, I described it as a coffee situation because we're in a coffee house. You s take a step toward the portal and suddenly you're on a mountaintop. Ah. Snow falling down, unfortunately, has stopped outside. Come on, it'd be thematically perfect. No? Okay. So <laughs> no. the snow is falling down. You feel your temperature drop as the snow picks up. You look around, and you can only see a few feet ahead of you as these sheets of ice cover the ground and the sky. The portal stands behind you. Ah. Should you call it? I, I guess because I'm on a mountain, I shouldn't yell. Do you call it, I, I guess I continue walking down? You walk further away from the portal, its glowing red lights seeming distant as you walk further into the cold. You realize you've put yourself on a mountain, have no idea where you're going. Indeed. Do you call it, can I quietly yell? <laughs> I'm going to let you figure that one out. <laughs> uh, do you call it, I'm... I'm going to hope for not, no avalanche. This is going to be our shortest episode ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just going to keep on walking until I, I find something. Do you want to go up or down the mountain, Joe? Um, 
Okay, I'll, I'll follow her suggestion up the mountain. Okay, you're walking up the mountain. You continue walking forward the portal now, a distant memory. You're not sure if you've been walking forward this whole time or if you've been turned around in the ice and snow. You're finding nothing of any signs of progress, but you know you're getting colder. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Can I quickly run down the mountain? <laughs> You'd like to leave all of your progress behind and return to our portal? Did you call it? Okay, okay. We'll keep on running up. <laughs> okay. He continues to trek upward, still aimlessly, seeming to forget his objective of getting fast food. Yeah. And reaching the summit of the mountain, you see in the distance what looks like a person. And you'd swear that the woman that you're seeing, her hair is white as she's taking her purple shawl and throwing it off into wind, singing a song that if I even hint at what it is, we will be sued into oblivion. So we're ah. just going to let it go and move on. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, would you call it? Hello, please, do you have food? It's almost like there's a barrier of companies stopping us from communicating with this woman. But as she's going on to her ballad of independence, her purple shawl flies into the wind, catches a breeze, and comes flying towards you. What would you like to do? I would like to catch the purple shawl. All right, here's the fun part for you guys sitting in the audience, not so much for you at home. I've gotten this box, the decision dice. Jonathan has to roll certain numbers, but Jonathan is preoccupied with his giant microphone, so I put it on you guys. I'll give him an almost arbitrary number, and he has to roll higher than that. If he gets that, it's a success. If he gets lower, it fails. If you succeed, you get a big sticker. If you don't succeed, you get a small sticker. Everybody gets something. Yeah. So, who would like to start us off with our first roll of the afternoon? Ooh. Love it. I want you to go ahead, and Jonathan, you're not particularly conditioned for snow. Get a 10 or higher for me. So just shake it up, open the box whenever you're ready. Please, I'm cold. What's the number on top? Six. No. Jonathan, <laughs> you what? are ready to catch this shaw, thinking of the warmth that it will have when it encompasses your person. And as you jump, the shaw whips up into the air again, flies right overhead and into the white abyss. Darn. You hit the ground, snow flying up around your feet, and realize you're going to be a snowman. No. Again, shortest episode ever. Oh, gosh. So... What would you like to do now that you do not have the shawl? <laughs> cry. <laughs> you begin to cry, noticing that your tears are beginning to chill your face as you would think your internal body temperature would warm you up. However, that doesn't seem to be the case. Darn it. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm at the summit of the mountain. You're getting there. Okay. I guess we trek forward. <laughs> you trek forward again, continuing upward, and you hear a shaking of the ground. Ah. And as you continue to walk, you see a mound of snow and another next to it, nearly identical but slightly larger, and they both begin to stir. And Jonathan, against all logic or reason, two large polar bears with three red eyes and a single purple one in the center. That's a four-eyed polar bear. Mm. Large red claws and teeth that are completely pitch black stand before you. They get on their back legs, let out a mighty roar to let you know that you are in their territory. Mm. This isn't my lucky day. This is going well. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> maybe you did. <laughs> okay. So you have two mutant polar bears in front of you. Uh, did you maybe I can read. No. <laughs> you do whatever you want, buddy. I'm going to just let you feel this one out. Okay. You call it? I'm going to slowly back away. <laughs> As you slowly back away from the polar bears, they lower back onto their natural position of four paws on the ground. Okay. And they look to each other and growl and look at you and growl and you're not sure what language you're speaking, you assume polar bear. Mm. And you realize they're plotting something. Oh no. Did you call it? Uh, hmm. <laughs> I don't, did you call it continue slowly backing away? As you're continuing to back away, the polar bears grow distant in the back. 
and as you're walking, they get smaller and smaller away from you. And you realize as you're backpedaling, you've wasted everybody's time because you're back at the portal. Ah. It seems like you had walked much longer before, at least three turns of action, and you realize you may have been walking in circles, but the glow is warm, familiar, and still looks like coffee available up front. What would you like to do? I guess go back in the portal because I'm freezing. <laughs> you go back in the portal because you're freezing, and you are back inside the McWinder Kings. Once again, we get to use these map cards for more than two seconds. Okay. You find yourself exactly where you left off at square C11, and you brush off the snow on your shoulders. All right. And you feel the warmth returning to you, the color returning to your face, and realizing things are going to be okay. Cool. Never again. The episode is young. What would you like to do? All right. Uh, would you call it? I'm going to climb to the. Well, would you call it? Crawl to the counter. <laughs> you crawl to the counter, and sitting there is a man no earlier or no older than his mid twenties at best. Uh, his face is covered in acne scars. He has short but poofy, dirty blonde hair. And he's wearing the McWinder King's hat and apron, as you see over there. <laughs> he looks down at you. Hey, Subra. Hi. Do you know that you have a giant swirling portal that leads into Frosty Doom? No, I didn't. That's weird. Okay. Can I have a burger? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, hold on. I, my manager got mad at me when I didn't do the thing. <clears throat> Uh, welcome to McWender Kings. My name is, uh, Kyle. Okay. You notice his name tag says Ryan. Oh. Uh, what can I, like, get you today, man? Uh, can I get a cheeseburger, please? Oh, yeah, no. What, what do you mean, no? <laughs> uh, well, bro, we, uh, we'd make you that food and we'd totally be all about it, but all of our machines were stolen. What do you and mean? And he gestures to a completely empty kitchen. What? I know, it's weird. There's no connections. There's no, like, loose wires. It's all just gone. Okay. Yeah, like, this red wizard guy. Well, no, he was more green. This green wizard guy in, like, red. Or, you know, I may not have been paying attention when it happened. All right. But this wizard dude came in, and he took all this stuff, and he put it, like, in this, like, bag, and then he left. I guess that would explain the portal, huh? Oh, gosh. Do I, do I really have to go back through that? I mean, no, but uh, I can't make any food until I get that stuff back, so... Okay. Do you know which direction you went into the portal? I'm guessing in. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go with... I didn't know about the portal like 30 seconds ago, but All right. I'm going to go within. All right. So... Back into the portal. Do you have a coat? <laughs> uh, no. Mm. Wait, yes. Yeah? Yeah, it's very warm. I got in the break room in the back. Jeez. Okay, bye. And Jeez. then he just kind of walks and stands in the middle of the empty kitchen looking at nothing in particular, but you can tell he's super invested in looking at nothing in particular. Oh, gosh. Do you, do you think he'll notice if I can just, like, take it off of him? He's not wearing the coat. The coat's in the break room, which isn't on the map. So if you can find the break room, more power to you. Oh, my gosh. Back into the frozen tundra I go, I guess. You designed this place. You didn't put a break room in. It's only become an HR nightmare now when it relates to you. So we walk back into the portal. We are back on the mountaintop. Okay. Down the mountain. <laughs> As you're walking down the mountain, you notice a trail of fresh snow. And injure complete wisdom and knowledge, you realize no one's walked here. You turn to look the other direction up, you see where you did just loops now that you look up at the mountain at a distance. Okay. The snow letting up, letting you see further up the path, you see it looks to be a large bag being dragged by a set of footprints going up the mountain. Alrighty. Up the mountain I go then. He'll be coming up the mountain when he comes. You're walking up the mountain, Jonathan. And rather than have you just say, I'm going up the mountain for three turns in a row, you get back to the mutant polar bears who are sleeping now peacefully. You realize that the snow is settled, covering the footprints. 
and you have a moment of peace before what could possibly be chaos, what would you like to do? I'm going to try to sneak past the polar bears. You would like to sneak past the polar bears? That sounds like a roll opportunity, doesn't it? Oh, yes. All right. You know what? Let's let the audience decide the number. Sneak past two giant mutated polar bears. What do we think? 20 is the highest it can go, so on a scale of 1 to 20. You seem like you have a number. 15 it is. I love it. Would you like to come do the dice roll for us? 15 or higher to sneak past the mutated polar bears. That's a sentence I didn't think I'd say today. Nine. Oh, gosh. You get a little sticker for your attempt. And for her attempt, Jonathan, you get attacked by a polar bear. Oh, jeez. So, as you're stepping <laughs> forward up the mountain, creeping ever so carefully, being diligent to shift your weight from one foot to the other, trying not to slip, suddenly you feel a tickle at your nose and you know you're going to sneeze. Oh, no. Had you rolled a 15, you'd be able to muster the strength to prevent it. But you fight with all of your might, and as you fight, you fall backwards. Oh, jeez. There's a loud thud, and the polar bears stir. They look towards you again, remembering your previous confrontation. And then you sneeze. Ah. I wouldn't leave you like that, buddy. So, the two polar bears resume their battle stance, walking towards you, and then lifting up on their two back legs. They let out a growl that is unearthly, for lack of a better descriptor. It's just fancy talk for I don't need to put in a sound effect later. What would you like to do? Uh, what you call it? I would like to run forward. You'd like to run forward. I need that on a t-shirt as much as we said it today. You begin running forward, the snow catching onto your feet, making each step harder than the last. The polar bears in their natural habitat, for the sake of this narrative, are running forward with effortless ease, mm. trouncing through the snow, getting closer and closer with each attempt. As you're running, you look up and you see an orange faint glow in the distance. Okay. And as you run closer and the polar bears gain closer onto your heels, you realize you're going to have to roll a 10 or higher for me in order to break away. Oh, no. Romero, you just got here. Would you like to roll for us? This is why we invite him every time. <laughs> Please, Open up number on top is 20. Whoa! Yeah! All right, Romero gets a big <laughs> sticker and a little sticker for a natural 20. <laughs> oh, gosh. So, a, a 20, the greatest success Jonathan can have. He looks to the polar bears and says, I'm imbued with the confidence of a man that got here to the live show and rolled a 20. The polar bears are confused by this, look at each other, grumble again in their weird polar bear language, and then walk away. Yeah! <laughs> Indeed! The episode is young, give it time. So, Jonathan has escaped the polar bears for now due to just pure confusion. Which you've confused mutated polar bears. You'd think they'd be kind of immune to that, but good job. Yeah. So you begin to walk confidently up the mountain, gaining the ability to walk on snow after watching the polar bears run so effortlessly. Thank and you, you get <laughs> to what you realize now is a cave with a fire glowing warmly and welcomingly, welcomingly uh, in the front. <laughs> so you come to this fire and the cave before you. You stare into it, and the faint glow does not go into the depths of the cave, allowing you to no longer see what is ahead of you. Mm. What are you going to do? Colin, I asked who turned the lights out, and I go, hello, is anyone in here? You hear the echo of your own voice saying, who turned the lights out? Hello, is there anyone in here? The echo reverberates twice and then fades into obscurity, and there's no reply. Uh -huh. The fire, growing dim continues to burn. What would you like to do? We call it. I guess first warm, warm up by the fire. So you go to the fire, you begin to warm up, and you hear a growl coming from behind you inside the cave. Do you call it? 
do polar bears know how to make fires? Are you asking that out loud, or are you just thinking it to me? Would you call it me? Maybe a little bit of both. All right, you ask behind you, and what I can only describe as anguish. Do polar bears know how to make fire? And you hear a voice say to you, I wouldn't know about that. Those polar bears are crafty and sins against nature. Ah. But I wouldn't say they know how to build flame. Okay. This fire is my own. Hello, mysterious man, person. You're half right. You turn around, and Jonathan, you see an arctic wolf sitting before you with a large set of antlers akin to a deer or jackalope. Am I in a Ghibli movie? (laughs) (laughs) The wolf cocks its head slightly, not getting your cultural reference, and says, I know not this... Ghibli. I am Kit, or Catalia. I am an outcast wolf from my form. With these large antlers, I fit neither deer nor wolf and have been outcast into this depths of the cave to serve my master, the Red Wizard. Okay. Why does he want to steal a whole bunch of burger stuff? I know not my master's purpose, however... I do know that he does not see anyone without first getting past me, and I do not let anyone pass without coming with proper dowry. Okay, um, like how how much do you want? Like five, ten dollars? And then the wolf kind of cocks his head and says, you know what, five or ten dollars is great. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I, I hopefully have that in my wallet. Let's see how much Jonathan has. <laughs> he needs to get 15 for $15. Whatever number you get, that's how much money you have in your wallet. If only real life worked that way. 10. 10. Oh. You said, he said 5 for 10. Unfortunately, 10 will get you halfway there. So, there's no plot if I let you off that easy. Yeah. <clears throat> you pull out your $10 bill. What would you like to do? Um, do you call it, can I give you, like, ten today and the other five t- tomorrow? Dowry does not work on an installment plan. Ah. Hmm. What, what else do you want? <laughs> there is a rare arctic hare. Oh, gosh. That lives out on the mountainside. Is he worth five dollars? <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> All I ask is that you find this hare and bring its pelt to me. Okay. And that will be proper passage to see my master. We can do that. Also the $10. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I guess I'll, I'll do that too. <laughs> you valued it at five. I asked for 15. That's just economics. And he, in between his teeth, gently takes the $10 bill from you and then backs away to the cave, saying oh. no more. Mm-hmm. An excellent question. <laughs> Tune in to the Wolf's podcast later to talk about how he got $10. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so I'll go out back into the snow to find rat. Wait, did you call it? You didn't, didn't tell me where it was. My bad. <laughs> you hear echoing from the cave. You get no response of additional information. All right. If he knew where it was, it wouldn't be a rare Arctic rabbit. Hair, whatever I said before. Yeah, okay. So, we trek back in the snow. You're back in the snow. Man, aren't you glad we passed out these cards with the map on the back? <laughs> so far, we have used, like, four squares of it. All right. Square. We need to get Romero a card. You can have my card. I don't imagine we'll be returning to the restaurant anytime soon. That's for you. All right. So you continue your trek around the mountain. Where would you like to look? Up the mountain, down the mi- mountain, to the left or right of the mountain, which no one seems to talk about? Uh, the right of the mountain? You walk along the right side of the mountain, realizing you're looking for a white hair on a white landscape. It's like one of those puzzles that doesn't have a picture on it that are super irritating to put together. Mm. And as you're looking, you realize, wait a minute, I'm doing this all wrong. 
I need to call on inspiration on my friends, on the audience. I need to roll a dice and get the number 19 or higher. That sounds like nothing I would say, but... You're finding a needle in 100,000 haystacks, Jonathan. You have the alternatives of 1 to 18, which failed. <laughs> okay, who's rolling the dice this time? Not all at once. Oh my gosh, so many people fighting over it. I'm going to bring it to you. My life is in your hands. <laughs> no pressure. So we have gotten a 10, and Jonathan, you realize there is no snow hare to be found, no snow rabbits to be found. Uh, did you call it? Do I have my usual set of things? What do you have in your pockets right now? Did you call it? I have dice. <laughs> you have dice. <laughs> One of these days, you need to just record like a pocket knife in your po pocket or something. Did you call it? <laughs> I want my rocket fest. <laughs> That's a reference to the rest of the series, which we're currently not in. Mm. <laughs> if you want to see what Jonathan does with the rocket fest, check out You Walk to McWender Kings on literally anything. What do you call it? Do, do the... What do you call it? What is it? The, the Diamond Burger? All these references, they don't get, so they're not here. Yes, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to promote other episodes while we're in this episode. Let's record this episode. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Burger. It's a cool episode. I use the rocket fist a lot. But <laughs> finish this candy bar before we open another. Okay. So, uh, would you call it friggin'? I, I don't know. I throw out the dice onto the snow. <laughs> I'm gonna take our dice of power out of the box. Roll the dice for me. Just any dice you have, all of them if you want. In the box of power. What'd you call it? I'm gonna use my my tens and <laughs> my tens uh, dice. That has tens, thirties to a hundred. My number stands nineteen or higher. That's a ten. <laughs> <laughs> I cheat and I still lose. <laughs> you got the same number twice. Weird because I told you, you roll as many dice as you want and you chose one. <laughs> Should I let him roll again? Yeah. One more time. <laughs> Jonathan pours all his dice into the box. Once again, using the box inappropriately. Okay, I'll shake the box. <laughs> he puts the lid on. Shaky shake. We have a co-fi and a Patreon. That's a fan shouting out a reference. Love it. Indeed. We have online tip jars. <laughs> We're going to have so many ones. 10, 5, 11, 2, 1, 0. We could have just stuck with 80 on that, and I wasn't paying attention, so I'm going to give it to you. So as you pull out all these dice and roll them, they begin to rise from the mountain, glowing their respective colors of pink and what looks to be some sort of cobalt blue color. They begin to spin around and they spell out the words you cheated. <laughs> Darn you! Then they shoot off into space, off to have space adventures that we won't be talking about anymore on this podcast. Uh. But I promise you, they're super cool. <laughs> and in their stead, they leave behind an arctic fox which looks up at you in terror and then sprints away. No! Please don't. <laughs> okay, we get right after the fox then, which causes another dice roll, I assume. You're getting good at this game. <laughs> You're getting good at this game. So, as you were running on the snow, which you have mastered thanks to the help of the mutated bears, 
you are chasing behind this arctic creature and realize it's running straight for the polar bears. Why? In nature, if a tiny creature is scared of a big creature, it goes to a bigger creature that won't give it any mind. <laughs> hmm. I think that's mostly in fish, but it applies here because I say so. So, your catch is running toward these bears. How are you going to handle it? I will try to catch it before it reaches the polar bears. And how are we going to do that? Did you call it? I want to tackle it. Okay, so you just want to run and tackle it. Yes. Mm, you've gotten good at running on snow, so let's do just 10 or higher, 50-50 shot. <laughs> Anybody want a sticker? There's so much clamoring for the box. I'm going to just cut it out so it sounds like it's quiet because that's way too loud for a microphone. Whoa. All right. Roll it up. Whatever you open up, top numbers, what we got? Uh, six. Six. <laughs> Every time. That's for you. <laughs> so as you go to tackle this arctic creature, it slips from your grasp, runs immediately towards the polar bears, which look at it, pay it no mind, and swipe it down. It falls at their feet. Hmm. Nobody just killed a small arctic creature. Whoa. The bears sniff at it and consider eating it, but they know it's a small meal between the two of them, and that would be quite rude. Hmm. So, as they're trying to decide how to divvy this up very respectfully so they can peacefully eat their meal at possibly a table that you can't see, what would you like to do? I would like to just... You know what sneaking didn't... Uh, hmm... You know what? Did you call it? I'm confident this time I can sneak past them. We have a volunteer to roll our sneaking. <laughs> Last time we said 15 or higher. You've gotten better at running at snow, so I will give you a 14 or higher. <laughs> 11. Good gosh. <laughs> You had one time to make up for the time that you killed me. <laughs> did you call About half the room. She purposely did it, though. <laughs> so, you begin to sneak in as soon as you do. You just step in the snow and hear the loudest snow crunch that has ever been emitted by human foot. <clears throat> and the bears kind of look at you and then look at the hair and then look at you again. And they just kind of bat it towards you because ah. they realize if they give it to you, they don't have to fight over it. Oh. And friendship is really more important at the end of the day. Really? This is nice. They're Care Bears. Back to mutation. So. Well played, Well played. You have your pelt in front of you, your entrance to the wizard's lair. What would you like to do? Okay. We're going to take it back. You want to take it back to the cave, I assume. Yes. All right, you begin walking back toward the top of the mountain, and as you are climbing, you look at the pelt and think, man, this does not feel deserved. I summoned it out of nothing. I ruined a narrative. I made bears fall in love. This has been a weird afternoon. And as I talk to pat out the runtime, because we're running up on 45 minutes, we get to the top of the cave. And the fire that was once dimly glowing is now ablaze with heat. Welcoming you back as the champion with your dowry to present to the weird antlered wolf. Mm. Hello. This is a weirdly normal episode for us. Yeah? Did you call it? So did you enjoy your $10? I went on a grand adventure with that $10. You can check it out in my podcast. And he hands you a business card with a QR code on it. Uh. <laughs> I'll check that out <laughs> once I... You can just hand the card back. It's okay. I understand. Uh, well, it's, it's just that I don't have a phone. Uh, you came up on the mountain without a phone? Yeah. Did you call it? It wasn't in my pockets. That seems terribly irresponsible. Also, if anyone finds a cell phone, please bring it up to the safe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Did you come back in defeat, or do you have your offering to the Red Wizard? Uh, do you call it, I, I have the offering, it's, 
it's a fox pelt thing. Oh, wow. Yeah. I asked for a rabbit. That's fine. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I didn't even know there were foxes up here. How'd you get this thing? <laughs> Darn it. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's go with that. Yeah, all right. I give you your $10 back because this is well worth it, but like, Again, podcast, totally spent it. That's gone. Uh, okay, I hope it was a good podcast. I, I gave you the card. You don't have to tell me you're not going to check it out. I get it. <laughs> All right. So, do you call it, can I see the, the red wizard now? Of course. Okay. And the antlered wolf turns and howls into the cave. And the howl reverberates and echoes, somehow growing in volume, which isn't how sound works. And then you hear from the backs of the cave, I'm coming, I'm coming. What is it this time, Kit? And before you stands a man in a red floppy hat, red shirt and pants and black boots, mm. all laced with white fur. He has green skin and a rows of yellow, jagged teeth pointing in all directions but straight. Mm. What would you like to say to this, the Red Wizard? Uh, do you call it... Do you... What do you call it? Why'd you steal the, the burger stuff? Whoa! Can't you just let some guy in here? You have a bad secretary. <laughs> do you call it? You just asked me to bring him a pelt? My dog told you to bring me a pelt. Yes, and would you call it you answered your, call, your dog's cry to come, come to, to me to talk to you? Well, sure, he howls when there's someone at the door. Yes. Just because a dog can talk, you don't have to do what it says. It's a dog. <laughs> do you mean I really could have just like walked in and just talked to you? I mean, he's pretty chill. Kit, were you just... Do you need more toys, buddy? Is this what this is? We can go back down the mountain. We can go to a pet store. It's fine. And Kit kind of wags its tail, and what you thought was a ferocious wolf is really a Siberian husky. <laughs> okay. You should call it... Why does your dog have podcast equipment? What? <laughs> Again, it's a dog. You don't have to listen to it, especially if it's recorded. Who would waste their time listening to a story told on a podcast? <laughs> I, I feel sincerely hurt for some reason. Um, did you call it? Yeah, so why'd you steal the burger stuff? The burger? What? Did you call it? Guy named Kyle or Ryan? You mean Ryan? Yeah. Oh, that guy just started working here like last month. I haven't met him yet. What, what do you mean he just started working? Yeah, the manager told me he came on, and apparently he's super on his I came in, he was just staring at the floor. Okay. Ryan's weird. Yeah. yeah. He told you I stole... Oh, I see what's happening. I see what's happening. I am the McWender King's appliance maintenance specialist. All right. AMS. Then he hands you another business card. You're getting a lot of just great connections throughout this does episode. This, does this one have a QR code? No, it's just like an adult business card. Okay. <laughs> it's not for something silly. <laughs> Again, some reason I feel somewhat hurt. <laughs> so I come in once a month and inspect the equipment, and I take things out for repairs, and I bring the back. I was coming back in like 30 minutes. Uh, has it been 30 minutes? About 45. We're okay. padding out the runtime. All right. So you're telling me. Yes. You listened to a dog and an idiot. Yes. And went on a grand adventure Indeed. for about 45 minutes. Yes. Because I was doing my job. Indeed. Did you call it... You think... How, how good is your dog pod, podcaster thing? Like, solid? Like, se <laughs> seven out of... Some people have compared it to the Night Vale of <laughs> fast food restaurant podcast. I don't know what that means. What? I don't listen to it myself. I don't care for it. Ah, that's, 
He should really be a supportive owner. He did a live show at a coffee house. I didn't bother coming. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Uh, did you call it? So, you, you want to walk back with me to the restaurant? I mean, I've still got to fix stuff. Okay. Uh, I finished the grill, the fryer. Mm-hmm. Can, can you, like, make stuff with it here? I'm not qualified. I'm an electrician. Do you ask your plumber to fix your light bulbs? What do you... It's making a burger, man. I'm wondering about you, sir. You believe dogs, idiots, and... How did you get past the bears? Did you call it... They cared about friendship, sir. Oh. Weird. <laughs> that seems like a plot contrivance. All right. Okay. So, uh, I'll tell you what. I'll finish up this stuff here if you want to take my bag and bring it back to Ryan at the McWender Kings, I guess. Fair enough. Let me go ahead and just call ahead and let him know that you're coming. To Is he going to answer? Someone will answer, hopefully. Okay. And he just pulls a cell phone out of his pocket and makes a call. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan. No, no. No, I'm not. I'm not a wi- I'm your electrician, Ryan. Okay. No, I'm sending. I'm sending a guy. Right. I know you're staring off into space. I can't see you, but I know you're staring off into space. Okay. No, I'm not a. I'm not a wit. I'm not a wizard. And he slams the phone down. It breaks. Dawn, I wish I was a wizard. I could fix that. <laughs> and then he hands you a bag and says, "Okay, back down the mountain you go." What? What's the red portal then? The door to the McWender Kings. Okay. You know what? Yeah, let's let's head back down the mountain. I can bring it closer. Does that? Yes, please. Okay. Um, roll a five or higher for me. Oh gosh. <laughs> we have more merch to give out. <laughs> I'm falling. Five or higher. I believe in you. <laughs> Five. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, it's right? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and. Let's count for more than just what you today. Indeed. Yay. So, the uh, not red wizard, the red electrician, snaps his fingers. And the portal appears in front of him. That's the one spell I can do. Oh, okay. I got kind of into magic in college, could not figure it out. Ah. There's like a whole coding, it's complicated. Um, this is all I can do. Mm. Once you walk back through this thing, it's going to close up. I'll have to make another one later when I finish this job. So you're not going to be able to get back here. All right. Is so magic- anything you want to do before you leave. I want to know if magic is an elective or is it just like... Oh, no, I just knew a guy. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. I, I would go back to college for magic. But I... No, he was like a friend of my roommate who was in some fraternity with some guy. We only hung out like three times. That's why uh, this is all I got. Okay, fair enough. All right. Bye, red electrician. Good luck with your podcast, antler husky thing. We have names. His is Kitch. You never asked mine goodbye. And he pushes <laughs> you through the portal. Bye. <laughs> You are back in the McWender Kings. The portal closes behind you. You hear a large thud as this bag is now the weight of an entire kitchen worth of appliances. Whatever magic was bound to the red electrician has now worn off. Ah. Okay. (coughs) Hello again, Ryan slash Kyle. Whoa, who said that? It's me. On the floor. The floor. I knew you were talking. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. I had been staring at you for hours. Everyone thought I was an idiot. Uh, yes, it is me, the floor. Why do I have... Whose name tag is this? <laughs> floor, this has all been worth it. I have focused all my mental energy into talking to you. Oh, uh, yes. I need you to do something for me. Yeah, what's up? Make me a burger. Oh, yeah, there was this uh, red wizard guy. No, no, he's coming back. (laughs) Oh, cool. He will bring you stuff, and then you will make a burger with it. Whoa. 
Where's your mouth, Floor? Jikot, don't worry about that now. Okay. Jikot, the wizard is going to bring you your appliances, and you will put a burger out on the counter. And then, a man who's totally unrelated to the floor, I, I, I don't know, but you call it, his name might be Jonathan. Okay. He will take that burger and bring that burger to me by putting it in his mouth. Makes perfect sense so far. Yeah, and then it will be in my mouth, the floor. That is a weird symbiotic relationship you got there, Floor. Indeed. That sounds fine. Okay. Do you call it? Now wait for, for the man and make that burger. Is it going to be a long time because my break's in like 35 minutes? Oh, jeez. <laughs> I, I, I don't think he'll be long. <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks, Floor. Bye, Kyle, I think. Oh, no, the floor's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle begins to panic. <laughs> Is this a Trish electrician back yet? <laughs> you now have a panicking fry cook in an empty kitchen. All the appliances are around the corner. What would you like to do? Okay. It's yeah. I'm I'm a just <laughs> just make the burger. Hey Kyle, it's it's me, the Jonathan. The floor sent me to make the burger. Dude, the floor's leaving. No, and she call it. He's, he's still there. Well, you're right. Yeah. But he said he's gonna leave. Yes. But he'll always be in your heart. I have severe abandonment issues. That's why Ryan left. Oh. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, would you call it? Let's, let's make this burger together, buddy. And then, do you call it? Maybe the floor will come back. Kyle is now being racked with philosophy that he'd never pondered before of the floor leaving and returning based on cooperation and teamwork. So, in order to convince this guy, let's do... Well, you convinced him the floor was talking, so not a lot. Five <laughs> or higher? Okay. I'd make it two, but that'd be insulting to Kyle, so... Did you call it? Who doesn't have a sticker? Did you call it? Yeah. You got a 17. Whoa. You get a big sticker and get to show off that wonderful costume. <laughs> the official McWender King's apron and visor, not for sale anywhere because no one sells visors online, which is weird. Indeed. Maybe if, if people will buy them, we'll make them. <laughs> yeah. Would you call it, while well, they're not available, would you call it, the shirt Sam's wearing right here is available on Spreadshirt. If you scan that QR code, you can get a bunch of different designs. Not what we're here to. Yes. They're already a captive audience. We don't need to sell to them. Indeed. So, you rolled high enough for Kyle to go, you know, my entire worldview has been rocked today. First, I thought it was Ryan. Then I remembered Ryan left. And I forgot I had a phone call. Today's been crazy. There's a wizard here. Yeah. Where's our stuff? The floor said you'd bring it back. Did you call it? Stop, stops over there. And he turns around the corner. Whoa! You are a wizard. <laughs> sure. We should go get that. Uh-huh. Get, get what? All the stuff over there. It looks really heavy. It's... That's it's, like a whole stove. Yeah, it's, it's where it needs to be. <laughs> there are no plugs over there. <laughs> what do you mean? There's no power point. makes things go, man. Come on. Oh my gosh. Mm. You know what? Yeah, let's let's plug it up, buddy. Okay, cool. And then Kyle walks over, and he stands next to you in the stove. What are you gonna do? Oh gosh. This is some stream padding. <laughs> I'm going to push the oven near a outlet. The oven is a heavy industrial oven. I'm gonna make you roll a 15 or higher to push that thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> also, we've got a lot of stickers, so I wanna make as many rolls as possible. Give it a second, he's got a roll. I have asked him for help several times. <laughs> a 17, we get a wow, good. 
something extra cool, okay? Ooh, definitely not on mommy's windows. There you go. Love it. So as you are pushing the stove, it inches forward ever so carefully, ever so closely, as you put in all your might to get it into the kitchen. As you're doing this, Kyle walks over, holding the entire fryer in one hand and the grill in the other. <laughs> okay. You need help with that? That looks heavy. Yeah. And Kyle walks over, sits down the fryer, and then lifts the whole grill with one hand. I'm abnormally strong from working here for extended periods of time. Did the floor give you that power? Radiation. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. And he sets all the appliances back into place. All right, so floor said you were going to make us a totally rad connection. I had to make you a burger. Yes. Okay, cool. That'll be 10 bucks. Gosh darn it. Uh, mm. And I hope that there's more money in my wallet. No! Oh, gosh. Please don't tell me I have to go back, back over to the... <laughs> to Kent. <laughs> Wait a minute. Floor, $10. And then Kyle stares blankly at the floor for a minute. The floor is a floor, so it doesn't do much anything in response. Do you call it? I, I whispered behind him with outside side of his line of sight. It is me, the floor again. Floor, I need ten dollars. Did you call it? Yes. You can obtain it by opening up the register and handing it to Jonathan. Oh. No. What do you mean? My manager will yell at me. Ah. He breathes fire. It's terrifying. That sounds terrifying. Radiation. Ah. But, Kyle, don't you yeah, know? Floor? Yeah, floor? Yeah. Don't you think $10 is the friends that you made today? I'm Kyle. Yes. And you're Floor. Indeed. We are now friends. And that's worth $10. Whoa! Friendship is worth exactly $10? Exactly. <laughs> wow. That seems arbitrary, but okay. Yeah. And then Kyle walks <laughs> over to the register, presses a button, and the register opens. He pulls out $10. Here you go. Give it to Floor. And he hands you a $10 bill. Ah, uh, yes. I, I will totally hand it to Floor. Oh, shoot. The Floor gave you $10. Whoa. And he picks it up off the ground and says, $10. I gave the Floor $10 and it gave me $10. That means we're friends. Indeed. Because friendship is exactly $10. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> if you have not gotten $10 from a person, they are not your friends. <laughs> Truly. I'm looking you in the eyes, telling you, give your friends $10. What, what, what if it was given in goods and services? That's not how money works. So Kyle puts the money back in the register, and you see a little dollar sign pop, pop up at the top saying that the sale is complete. Cool. Okay, here's your burger. And he sets the burger out on the counter. Did you cook that? That's been under the heat lamp for a while. Mm. Maybe I'll get superpowers. Whoa. <laughs> I do not. Yeah, let's roll for you getting superpowers. <laughs> no, Kyle. <laughs> what do you think? Give Come us a number. Uh, Come on, one. For superpowers? For superpowers, based yeah, on eating a burger. 16 or higher. Jonathan, you can fly. What? Really? 17. What? Oh. <laughs> so, Romero with the good rolls. You take a bite of the burger and begin to hover off the ground. I am very concerned, but also excited. That's terrifying. You should finish that burger so you don't fall out of the sky. Okay, I will finish that burger. <laughs> you continue to hover higher and higher as your head hits the ceiling. Oh, jeez. Your body hits the ceiling, and you are now pressed to the wall as if gravity were in reverse. How am I supposed to climb out of here? <laughs> Whoa. 
This literally almost never happens. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but it does happen, and Cal pulls out one of those sticks from convenience stores and, like, Hot Topic, where they have, like, the hook on the end, you use it to get high up things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he just kind of dangles it at you. Grab the stick, friend! Okay. It's, it's really large, or is it just, like, one? I mean, it reaches the ceiling. Okay, cool. I, I will grab it. <laughs> you grab the stick, and Kyle pulls you back down to the ground. You hover safely about two inches away from the floor. Cool. Uh, Can I you... get you anything else, man? No, I'm, I'm fine, Kyle. All right. Do you want to take the stick with you? Like, we got three in the back. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, it's good for grabbing stuff, and if you start floating again, you can, like, hook onto a tree. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right, man, so thanks for coming to McWinter Kings. Indeed. If you see the red wizard, can you tell him to stop stealing our stuff? <laughs> Will do. Awesome. Also, I have a message from the floor. Whoa! Kyle, you have to let go. I can't actually talk. <laughs> no! And Kyle's hands drop to his side. But floor, we exchanged $10, which means we're friends. Indeed. I'm staring a different person in the eyes now to accent this point. <laughs> I can't let you leave. You're my friend. But, Kyle, sometimes friendships mean moving on. No, that's what Ryan did. He started working across the street. I never see him except for our lunch breaks and after we go home. Kyle, you can totally just go across the street when, when you're off work. Whoa. That's a valid point, Floor, for you not to be able to talk. You were very insightful. Indeed. Goodbye. This has been a most excellent conversation. Thank you. Okay, I'm, I'm going to leave now so you can finish up your conversation on the floor. Bye. See you later, man. And Kyle kind of drifts off looking up to the right. Whoa, the ceiling! <laughs> what would you like to do? Okay, uh, I would like to exit this madhouse now. As you walk toward the door, you realize the door is locked. Oh, gosh. Kyle! <laughs> oh, no, it says pull, man. Oh, okay, cool. And Kyle continues to stare vacantly at the ceiling. All right, I, I pull the door. You pull the door open. Okay, cool. And uh, you can walk out of McWinter Kings. Congratulations, Jonathan! Whoa! <laughs> Did you call it? It, it happens occasionally. <laughs> I thank you. So, Jonathan. Yes. As you know, and some of the people in the room know, every episode of McWinter Kings comes with its own instilled epilogue and moral of the story. Can you guess what today's moral is? Uh, yeah, give $10 to your friends. Give $10 to your friends. <laughs> I consider us all friends here. <laughs> Can I get something for $10? <laughs> I can sell you a sticker, a business card, or that bag of dice. Just buy something from the merch store in Romero. <laughs> or buy a coffee from Ravenwood Coffee and Creations, the excellent hosts of this event. They're your friends. Give them $10. That gets like three coffees here. Yes. Do that as well. So does that mean I'm friends with the building? Yes. Talk to the floor. <laughs> Hello, Romero. It is me, the floor. Floor! <laughs> Check out Romero's podcast, where he and the floor talk about recent events in popular culture. Good gosh. He'll be the next show. And now for the epilogue. All right. Tell me the epilogue. As you exit the McWinter Kings, Jonathan, with your new gained ability of flight, you hear a cry for help in the distance, and you know what you must do. Throwing one hand up, you say to yourself, this is the first day of the rest of my life, and shoot off into the sky. Realizing you don't know how to control yourself, you get two to rise up forward until you leave the stratosphere and enter into space. Oh, no. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Truly? <laughs> the grabber didn't help. <laughs> the first and last day. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. That so that is You Walk to McWinter Kings Live, everybody. Thank you for coming out, hanging out with us. Some puzzles were put together on the table. They look awesome. Excellent job. And we appreciate all you that helped out. If you didn't get a sticker, come grab one up front because we have a lot of them. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Thanks, everybody. 
I feel like I should join in clapping as well. That's a dangerous hashtag. I'd be worried what would come up in that search. Hashtag kill Jonathan available in our merch store starting tomorrow. Oh, that's a good one. We got a couple new shirts coming out now, apparently. Good gosh. I mean, I get my aggression of our friendship out on this podcast. Truly. Really.